Welcome to Lord of Old Waffle episode. Probably Late in the teens. teens. Yeah, in the teens. Legal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Mike. I'm Katie. And this is the show where we talk about film, TV, and not much else, really. That's that's basically it. Shouldn't, I, yeah. shouldn't, I, said, shouldn't I said it, it like I was going to say a third thing? Yeah. Yep. Um, this week we have, as always, Katie has three trivia questions to start us off with. Then we'll get into a Seth Rogen quote about high school movies. We will talk about the Sonic 3 and Avatar 3 release dates uh, matching. AMC, who in England own Odeon, have come up with a strange plan for their pricing. Uh, the newly announced DC Slate, which ranges across films and TV. And then we will review the three things we've watched this week. Uh, Happy Valley, Extraordinary, and Knock at the Cabin, which we watched 30 minutes ago. We did. So very fresh. It's going to be a big review. Would you like to start with your trivia questions? I'm ready. Hit me with it. I've taken the format of um, last week's trivia questions where two relate to what we've watched and one is completely random. Okay. Um, so first of all, can you name me three characters, three character names from Extraordinary, please? Jizz Lord. Jizz Lord is the one I thought you'd get, definitely. Jen. Jen. I was struggling after these two. And Cash. Nice. Do you remember what the friend was called? Because I had no idea what the friend was called. Carrie. Wow, you really were paying attention. Fair play. Um, second question. Can you name me, please, four Dave Batista films not including sequels? You cannot say Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, and 3. That's not fair. You got me last week with someone. You did sequels last week, and it made me look silly. So now I've had to, you've had to, no. I've had to introduce the no sequel rule. Right, okay. Guardians. Mm-hmm. Knock at the Cabin. Mm-hmm. Knives Out 2. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when Alice has to end. You must have one more. Mm-mm. Do you have one more Batista film? Mm-mm. Well, you giving up? Definitely tapping out? Yeah. Okay, he was in June. He was in one of the Bonds. He was in Blade Runner 2. Not seen the second two. Well, I don't remember him being in June. Must have a small part. He's the big bald guy, looks like Dave Batista. Oh, great. Yeah, I remember <laughs> really clearly now. Uh, episode 1-1. One, one. So... If you don't get this one right, I win, and this is the random one. So you, you've fallen at the easy stuff, really. Um, how many episodes Who asks of for four? Everyone asks for three exactly. films. I knew you'd get three. I knew you'd get those exact three. I wanted to see if you had a fourth one in you. Yeah, which you knew full well. He's I in didn't My selfish. Spy, That's a, where he's, he's like a spy, and there's a little girl, and she blackmails oh. him into teaching a spy stuff. Grow up, Mike. Um, how many episodes of Scrubs were there? Now, be, lo- be logical what? here. Nine series, eight good. At around 20 episodes per series. One may have been shorter than the rest. So throw me a number. If you get it within 10, you can have it. Uh, 182. <gasps> Is it right? Fuck off. You got it bang on. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what? That's 10 points to me. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you uh, know that? No. Have you seen it on my phone no. or something? No. That's fucking mental. I actually can't believe you've just plucked one it. <laughs> Um, did, you must have seen that. Da, da, da. I did, I swear to God, I nearly said 172, but I, I thought, no, I thought 182 baffled. first. Wow, what a start to the episode. That <laughs> oh. is, that's magical. We may as well stop recording. No, that's been more gold waffle this week. Fucking hell. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. That's mental. Fair play, big Scrubs fan. Um, good at maths, babe. Jesus, that is... I am baffled. That proper that's proper knocked me for six. And also, that doesn't mean I win by two one because that was I should win by one hundred eighty two really. Fair, yep, one hundred eighty two to one. I win landslide, this year. an absolute landslide. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the news. The news. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen has recently said 
Superbad was the last great high school movie. So right. before we talk about... Well, it came out in 2007. So anything since yeah. 2007, he's saying... Superbad is better than. That's a high school movie, yeah. Um, so before we look at the list of examples we have, because we're organised this week, we've actually got printouts and stuff. We're, we're on the ball. Um, what, what Your initial reaction? Yeah, you're Google. right, sir. I agreed as well. Move uh, on. When I thought about it, I actually couldn't name one. And then I Googled it, and there are some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but first thought, I was like... Um, the first thing that popped into my head that I didn't put on the list was Do Revenge, because that is set in a high school. Yeah. But that's set in, like, a high school that no one's ever been to. It's mental. They all wear pastel colours and... Still in uniform. Like, it's just not real. <laughs> like, yeah, but that that's still a high school film. Yeah, but that's what it means. I can't think of one that you watch and you think, oh, yeah, that's relatable. Yeah. That's actually what high school is like. Super do Revenge. No one's Super been to a high school so like Do Revenge. Um, so do you want to get some of the examples? I've, well, Mike's got a lovely list, starting with the Duff. Mm-hmm. That I've is never um, heard of this. That stands for Designated Ugly Fat Friend, oh. and it's like a rom-com um, starring Robbie Amell and I think Bella Thorne, oh. and someone finds out that they are the Duff, and then it's one of those classic, oh, the hot boy is going to turn the ugly girl into a sexy girl, and normally it's just taking her glasses off, although in this one she might not have glasses. <laughs> Right, but that is normally it. that's normally the um, the outline for these types of films. Oh, this this girl would be so attractive if she just took her glasses off, and then that a, a really good looking bloke comes I in. High school like, films do follow mm-hmm. a specific. So it's definitely vibe. better than the Duff. Um, I recommend you should watch the Duff. It's quite funny. That might you be a good one to do a commentary on there too. as well, which I like. DZA. that yep. was good, but it's not better than Superbad. No, and again, that's less relatable than Superbad as well. I would say, character wise, I think the yeah. thing with Superbad is you kind of know you know like a Seth, you know a. Uh, He's not called Michael Cera. Everyone's <laughs> got their own name apart from Michael Cera. What's Michael Cera's character name? I have no idea. Seth McLovin. Ethan. Ethan? Yeah, it could be Ethan. Evan. Evan. Because it, it, it was it's Seth and Evan, because it's his writing partner. That's whose name it was. They're all relatable, those three characters. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, in other ones, like I, another one that I thought is good, uh, but I don't think it counts. I think it's a middle school film. But I think this is probably the best recent example of really capturing school life nowadays is eighth grade oh yeah that was good yeah that was that was really grounded Mm. like a really kind of sad honest look at what it's like to be a a girl in middle school it definitely was middle school wasn't it because she was going to high school yeah yeah it was the last year of middle school also we don't have that in england so we don't really understand what that is yeah it's good film that though yeah so i think that's the closest then we also have honorable mention i mean juno came out in the same year Juno was a great high school film. Yeah. Again, I feel like I understand all the characters in Juno. Also, what a year for Michael Cera. I know. What a year. Yeah. Um, We have Project X, the big house party film. That gives me similar vibes to Superbad. Yeah, that's believable-ish. It gets too far-fetched, but just, again, the character... I think overall, though, nothing's coming near No, but then you have... To be honest, I agree with him. You have, like, the different type of ones, though, like the more emotional, less funny, like... Dramatic ones like Perks of Being a Wallflower, The Spectacular Now, uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which I think are all very good. But if I was going to pick one to watch, I would pick Superbad over. Yeah, true. Superbad for us as well as the nostalgia of being just, well, it's just very funny anyway. Mm, Yeah. But it was especially relatable to us. Yeah, we came out in the perfect. Probably. We probably the perfect age for Superbad, yeah. Yeah. Um, The one that I would say comes close for me, but I don't think it beats it because not much of it is in a high school is the kings of summer 
yeah. which if anyone hasn't it's seen age, it, but is a film about a teenage, three teenage boys who are so fed up with life and the parents that they build a house in the woods and just live in the woods for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah. it's unbelievably good. Yeah. Really funny, like good and emotional and... Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think Seth, you're right. Yeah, and there's some, there's some good. There's been some good films. Yeah, they've not been bad. I don't think like it's been a bad genre, but I do think it's like dying off in it. A I high know, school it's a film. shame, really. Do um, Revenge brought it back, though. <laughs> I don't think it did. Oscar winner <laughs> Olivia Colman. <laughs> um, so Sonic Three and yeah. Avatar Three, which they're calling the Seed Bearer. What are your thoughts on that straight away? Sounds like so that's a, the name an of adoption. The third that's the, that, yeah. It sounds like an adoption thing, like a seed bearer. So good. Sounds like Phoebe and. In yeah, Friends, yeah. Phoebe was a seed bearer. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Bad title. Let me double check, but that was what it said on the article. So anyway, well, I double check that. Uh, so Avatar the Seed Bearer and Sonic the Hedgehog 3 are both going to release on the same day in December 20th, 2024. Which one would you go and see on the day if you could only watch one? I think our answers will differ here. Oh, it's hard to say. It's very hard. Well, to I say. thought you'd be—I thought you'd be um, straight aboard one. I'm surprised it's close for you. I'd probably go Sonic to be honest, because Avatar being the cinema for that six months. That's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, that is a good point. Um, I would also go Sonic, but I would go Sonic for a different reason. I would just it, be excited Mike, to see Sonic. It can't be called the Seed Bearer. It is called the it Seed Bearer. It sounds like a weird porno spin-off. Related news. I just can't be having that. Like it's also good question. putting our talking notes. Yeah, who would win in a fight? Which person will win? <laughs> <laughs> which blue person would win in a fight? Go on. Well, which Avatar character specifically are we going to pull? Oh, I haven't seen the second one. You pick one. I don't know. The, the boring one, the main character, Jake, whatever he's Jake called. Sully. He's boring. He's a bit boring, yeah. He's really boring. Um, Sonic could be him, I reckon. I think Sonic would be. He's fast, too fast. Too fast. Yeah, got all those gold rings and stuff. <laughs> if, he had, if, if he had his gold rings... Avatar's got no chance. Yeah. Jake Sully's had to go to the water place and he's really struggling. I now can't see anything about it being called the Seed Bearer. It but can't it is. Be true, it is. I think you've been misinformed there. The printouts prove it. The Seed Bearer, there we go. No. Okay, so it's not been officially called the Seed Bearer yet, but these are the expected titles. So Avatar 3 is going to be called the Seed Bearer, Avatar 4 is going to be called the Tolkien Rider, and Avatar 5 is going to be called the Quest for. Iowa? E-Y-W-A. Iowa. Why have, why have they planned so many? Well, they're, they're filming them all back to back. I think three is already mostly shot. Wow. Just do it. Just You know what? Just do one, two, three. Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. 1. What's yeah. it about? Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. What's it about? More Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. What's it about? Oh, oh you guessed it. More Sonic again. There's gold Sonic going Don't go three, innit? whacking surrogates in it and stuff. Too confusing. Too confusing. Not with these five films. That, that all, might be the worst movie title long. of a while, because I thought Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny had taken worst blockbuster title, but... But that's so original and creative. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dial that will control destiny. I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, so, AMC. It's the seed that will be bared. <laughs> <laughs> who will be bearing it? That's the question. Who is the seed bearer? Oh, gosh. That's the mystery. One could only imagine. That is the mystery. That's what Sky Better taking bets on right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <gasps> what if the seed bearer is bearing Sonic? Oh, and it's a crossover. 
Now that would get the fans excited. That would get the fans excited. I think Sonic 3 and Avatar had the same fan base as well. I would love so to see Knuckles filling one of them blue bastards. Oh. And Jim Carrey just doing like whimsical stuff in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what an interesting life that would be. AMC, who own Odeon for all those Brits. Uh, they've introduced this thing where, like, going to the theatre, if you sit at the front or the so side, the I think, of a cinema. No, no, like going to the theatre. Oh. Yeah. If you sit at the front or the side, the seats are cheaper than the prime spot seats. Okay. Nonsense. Why? Nonsense. Because well, what are they going to knock off? Like 50p? It doesn't alter your view that much, really. No, that's what I mean. Premier seat's more expensive, which no one buys, or they buy normal seats. How would they police that? Because unless it's a full screen, you Mm -hmm. would just put yourself down at a cheap seat and move. Like, yeah, it it just feels like that kind of Netflix thing of oh, we're definitely gonna do it if you don't go home and log into your home Wi-Fi network once a month and nonsense. Just it will either not be enough of a price difference to justify people sitting in the shit seats, or they'll put them really cheap and people say they're gonna sit there. And then move, yeah. and you'd have to hire more staff to t- to warrant to like monitor the moving, so it would just cancel. What are they gonna do? What? Print off the floor plan before every. It cinema. just don't make sense, does it? Sorry, can I see your ID and check that that's your actual? I, and I don't think that's the way of getting people back into c- cinemas. No, I think the way is just to keep making good films. Is the cinemas in America like absolutely fucking huge? There's loads of seat options. Yeah, mm, not like I don't think it's big enough to justify different prices. I'll be honest. No, I, I, I can't it can see it. Be. Anyone being like, oh, they've knocked a dollar off. <laughs> Let's go back to the cinema three times a week. It's no, no. bizarre. I don't think in America you're allowed to take food in, which mm. is a big difference between England because we can just take anything in. Yeah, we can. Not I booze. did see the lady at so not let a man take a fresh McDonald's in one time. I've had a McDonald's. I've been told I have to. Yeah, you're not allowed to take hot food in you, but that's because of the smell, which is kind of fair. I think that's very if fair. I didn't have a McDonald's and someone next to me was eating a McDonald's and I was hungry, that would distract me. Although on the whole, I do not like McDonald's. Unless they sponsor us. If I suddenly change my opinion on McDonald's, we've probably Mind been sponsored. <laughs> oh, Ronald McDonald's standing over us with a gun. <laughs> He's a bit sinister. Do you, would you, would, uh, would a quid off make you sit in the worst seat so you got to like, stare up at the screen the whole time and do your no. neck in? No, I would always pick the same seats that we always pick. I would. And also, like, because, I mean, again, I don't know about AMC because we live in England. We do Limitless. I was just thinking that's what Max was anyway. So would they be like, oh, you've got to pay an extra quid a month if you want to sit in the better seats? Like, it just, I think that's going to put more people off than bring more people in. I wonder if we picked a premier seat, would it add a quid on? Yeah, it adds money on. You don't get it. We don't get it for free, yeah. I don't. I think the premium seats are a bit too low down for me anyway. I think they're too low as well. They need to be two two or three rolls higher, and then then they'd be talking. Okay, he's just Googling... uh, about limitless premier seats. Right, let's get into the DC slates. This is the big news. It's not charging me anymore. <gasps> I'll take it back. It is two yeah. pounds. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, it's you. a pound of ticket for extremely fast too. Yeah, so That's yeah. Bollocks. I oh, know they are shit seats. I'm pissed off. About they are that comfy now. though. They are comfy. They are comfy. Mm. Oh. Nice and leathery and what a soft. No, they're like fabric, aren't they? Like like one of the crevices in Dave Batista's head, I imagine. Just like oh, nestling into it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute <laughs> dream. DC slate. So let's get into the, let's address this head on. You don't okay. like DC. Whoa. Are you Whoa. excited to do our drinking commentaries that we'll be recording soon for Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice? We're going to have a nice drink and we're going to have a nice laugh. Are I'm you so excited, excited for them? Yes. Is that what you said earlier? Yes. That's not what she said earlier, audience. She does not like DC. Uh, no, I didn't say I didn't like DC. 
Which ones do you like that you've seen? Uh, I liked Aquaman. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Um, that was okay. <laughs> you liked Wonder Woman 1? No. It was okay. Because um, you hate women. Yeah. Yep. You, yeah. <laughs> Imagine all the women that I could hate. <laughs> uh, the Suicide Squad, did you like that? With the big starfish, With yeah. the big starfish. That Pete Davidson good. gets his head blown off right at the start. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's I like the starfish Okay, so one. three. You haven't watched Peacemaker yet, but I think you'll like that. We do need to watch that. Yeah, I'm um, So, so yeah, Mike, I don't hate DC. Okay. I just made I'm some bad films. indifferent to DC, I would say. I feel indifferent towards them as well. I mean, I was... <clears throat> You're just thinking of Shazam. I really don't like Shazam. I'm, I'm kind of dreading Shazam as well. That second trailer, as we talked about, I think it was last week, is horrific. I really don't want to watch it. Currently in the hot seat for worst trailer of the year. Uh, I think it will take some beating. Um, so, well, first up on the slate is Shazam. Um, James Gunn said about this that it operates in its own corner of the DCU. Which what confuses me. Because at the end of Shazam 1, in the post credit scene, mm. Superman was there. Henry Cavill's head wasn't in it. In the world, Shazam has met Superman, who now will not exist in the world anymore. So, are we just are we being okay with the films, but ignoring the post credits? Well, this then that will then lead into the Flash, which uh, James Gunn has said will reset the universe. What does that mean? That means That's that they will one. get rid of the characters they don't want. They will use that film to get rid of the characters they don't want, and I imagine they'll do some reshoots to introduce new characters or plot points that they want within their universe. Oh. So, so that'll be number one of the whole DC... Don't view. really... I, I, Well, no, technically, the first Superman... his James Gunn's Superman legacy film will be the first film of their DCU. So that's a, that's a few films away, isn't it? So essentially what's happened is they've been stuck with these four that are coming out anyway. There's nothing they can do about it right. before they took the job. So Shazam, we don't really know if it will link into... The, the DC universe going forward. We don't know if Zachary Levi will be Shazam going forward because we know that Dwayne he's Johnson the adult. is probably out. Yeah, he's the adult version. Mm. Um, Such and a I, vague question. He's the adult. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> is the adult. I, I, I think this one is probably the one that I imagine DC fans are least excited about hmm. because it seems the least likely. It seems the least likely to link into the new DCU. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will set anything up, and anything it does set up, I imagine, won't matter. Well. And I, well, we know that Shazam. We know that none of the characters from these four films have another project in the first slate of the new DCU. So I think it's safe to assume that, other than Momoa, they're probably all out. Yikes. And then, then we go on to the Flash. We've talked about the problems with. Ezra Miller, we won't talk about them anymore. But the interesting with this one is people are raving about how good it is. People are saying it's one of the best super films we've ever seen in the early cuts. Of course they are. Exactly. It's bizarre that they're saying that about this one. I don't know if because of how much negativity has been around Ezra Miller, they're trying to cancel that out with positivity, positivity oh, they about can't the film. around that, though. No. That's in bad taste. Um, but I think, again, it's pivotal because A, they spent so much money on it, and B, mm. it's going to reset the universe. So it's kind of like their way of... I don't understand of what this means, that he's going to reset it. Well, he wants to keep his Peacemaker and his Suicide Squad. And so the f- in Flashpoint, in the comics, Flash runs back in time to save his mom who died when she w- he was a child. Okay. But doing that changes everything when he goes back. So like in the comics, when he goes back, Batman 
br- when the gunman came in the back alley and killed yeah. Batman's mm-hmm. parents, instead he killed Bruce Wayne. <gasps> so it's his dad is Batman. Ooh. Um, loads of little changes like that. So, but I imagine those changes now will be quite a big change. Huge. There'd be no Robat batting bat. There would be no Robat batting bat, and we will get on. We will get on to Robat batting bat. Don't you worry about that. Um, Aquaman two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard naff all about that. Is that because of all the Amber Heard drama? Well, I assume so. There's been no trailer. No. Who's going to edit her out? They were. They were. They were talking about that. They were talking about recasting. The most recent update, and again, I don't know if this is confirmed. That's right on Twitter. Um, she will only have 20 minutes of screen time, which compared to the first film where she's probably the second lead mm, is yeah. such a drop off. Yeah. Uh, understandable again. And kind of, you've just got to question the casting of how they can. I mean, I know it's not the studio's fault. They didn't cast them, these people when they were in the midst of the oh controversy. No. But oh no. when you compare it to like the MCU, who have just kind of, for the most part, remained scandal free. Like. I can't, yeah, I can't think of anything at all. But it is very weird how little we've seen of Aquaman 2 because it's out this December. Did it might even be out on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, Momoa said he had a meeting the other day and came out and said he was buzzing, he was really excited about the future, that he would be Aquaman forever. Um, oh. And that he might even play other parts. People think he's going to play his character called Lobo, um, who I think is like a, again, please don't shout at me if I get this wrong. Um, he rides a motorbike and he looks a bit like Jason Momoa in the comics. Maybe an alien. But he's going to play two different heroes. Apparently, yeah, because um, Lobo will look so different he'll be able to get away with it or something. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't really know what Lobo is. But I, I just... Interesting. It feels weird to me that we've not seen anything about it. Maybe maybe they're saving it and it'll be like the Shaz- in linked with Shazam. When Shazam comes out, the trailer will play before it. Oh, um, yeah, maybe. But yeah, just an odd, and it, and it was delayed massively. This one. Yeah, because I was I was just thinking that the original Aquaman was a couple, good few years ago. Oh yeah, years ago. This one was supposed to come out last year. As, as so was Shazam, and so was the Flash, and they obviously all got pushed back. But I don't get why they push push them back. Would it not have just been better to have released them? Well, I think Warner Brothers are skint at the minute. Is one thing. Last year they only brought out two films. One was Don't Worry Darling. One was Black Adam. Oh. I don't think either of them made them any money. Or were very well reviewed. Oh. Um. That's, that's why they cancelled everything. Does. Apparently, that's why they cancelled Batgirl because it was a big tax write-off, ah. saving loads of money. Um, so I, I don't know if they pushed it back to try and get some positive momentum going. Um, I mean, James Gunn's going to have to get this universe off to a flying start for them to kind of keep funding multiple projects a year. And yeah, um, the fourth project is Blue Beetle. Again, this is not a James Gunn original. This is a. It was already doing. It's already been done. It. Is starring Miguel from Cobra Kai, um, and I don't uh, I don't really know anything about Blue Beetle the character. I assume he wears a blue costume. Otherwise, strange name. If he's wearing a green costume, something's gone so wrong. So those are the four that. Those are the four that Gun had nothing to do with. So the first one he's going to make is. No, no, no. This is this is the side thing. So this what? is for Robert Batting Bats, the Batman Two, and the Joker for later the or whatever it's called because it's French and pretentious. And it's a musical with Lady Gaga in. They will be called DC Elseworlds, Sorry? and they will not be in the DCU. Sorry, it's a musical with Lady Gaga in. Yeah, you've, we've talked about this. But I feel like I've chosen to not take that in properly. Yeah, jo- she plays Harley Quinn, and it's a musical. Well, we have to drink to that. Oh, yeah, 100%. 
I mean, Joker one was. Is it a film? It's a sequel to the Joker. The the Joaquin Phoenix yeah. one. Why in the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm gassed for that. Yeah, well, I thought you might be. We've definitely talked about that. Yeah, I think we have. But That's the 182. has gone straight to your head. It has, yeah. You can't think about so anything I've, else. Everything else has come out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, but so just as like a, a... Say if we didn't know a lot about films and stuff. This is where I think it starts to get confusing. The fact there's going to be multiple Batman. films ago. Multiple Jokers. <laughs> I don't understand. And you'll go and watch one and you'll be like, oh, that was Mint, what happened in the last Batman film? And then it's a new Batman and it's a completely different plot. You need plot. to have a fucking day off with Batman. I'm I'm getting it's sick of Batman. It, 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 yeah. I like to rob bat bat in bat. Um, so many bats. <laughs> there was a lot of bats. It was fun to say that many bats. I haven't seen that many bats since Morbius. Exactly, Mike. And how much fun did we have watching we, Morbius? We drank, you made <gasps> a drink when he was bat, dressed bat, like Morbius a bat. Crossover. That would be good. Who's the battiest? <laughs> oh, oh no, that, that sounds a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a different question. Sounds like a very bad thing. Yeah, I was going to say, never please mind. Please don't isolate me, please. <laughs> that was such an innocent mistake as well. <laughs> um, right. So, he's, he, he, James Gunn also said that they're going to mix animation and live action and TV and films. Mm-hmm. And so, his first project is a animated series. Would you like to tell us about that? Creature Commandos? That's the one, yes. That's the one. <laughs> said it like a question. So, Guns... Um, going to write it. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven episodes. Yeah. And Amanda Waller. Yeah, so she, Viola Davis, is confirmed so her, they, to yeah. keep her place. So far, the only people confirmed to keep their roles are Viola Davis and um, Weasel, who was in the Suicide Squad, who is... Um, oh, Weasel. Some people Weasel. would say, coincidentally, played by James Gunn's brother. Oh, my god. The only goodness. two actors to return, one of them is related to him. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think he was always going to keep his own stuff on. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot, right, lot you can do. He wasn't going to come in and say, right, my the Suicide Squad and my Peacemaker show are gone now. He was always going to... Mm. I it, like the idea of mixing animation and not. Yeah, and I think this one, again, it's just wacky characters doing an adventure. They'll probably be... Monstrous prisoners, mate. Yeah, they'll probably swearing. They'll probably doing, you know violent things i'll probably be pooing i bet there'll be some poo and a, and a balls joke there'll be ball jokes in it you're really selling it to me pubes buckets pubic of pubes hair. i bet maybe a Ooh. character's called pube this is based on how little i know about some of these properties but yeah so weasel and pube <laughs> and the rest of the friends will do stuff for amanda waller and it will be really fun i'm glad amanda waller's saying on. Mm-hmm. and at the end amanda waller's gonna marry pube <laughs> People people won't get it at first, but they'll come round. They'll come round. Um, so what people are excited about, questionably. Well, there's basically, for DC fans, there's the fans who like the Snyderverse. Right, Which yeah. was Zack Snyder and everything, and are co- kind of shut off to this. They just want the Zack Snyder films to carry on. Mm-hmm. And can be rather unpleasant about it online. <laughs> and then there are all. the other DC fans who just want to see some good stuff. And can accept that the Snyderverse got some stuff right. But a lot of stuff wrong. Um, so, Superman Legacy. Obviously, famously, Henry, Cav- Henry Cavill is out. Gone. Gonzo. Henry, Cavill. tell everyone you're coming back. And then the studio execs are like, look at him making a fool of himself. And then, um, yeah, he's out. They want to cast an actor of around tw- who's around 25 years old for Superman Legacy. 
a film that James Gunn is currently writing and will probably direct from the sound of it. And this is the only mm, film... To be fair, it's quite a lot younger than Cavill. Yeah. So you can understand why they are um, recasting. I just it's think it's... a bit mean on Henry Cavill. It is. Like, and I agree just, with the recasting, but it's, it's a scenario really around telling them to come to 100%. Then, yeah. It's just... It's a bit embarrassing it's got all for the fans him. all excited yeah. as well. Not, yeah, not cool. This not is the only well. project with a release date so far. Well, the only oh. film with a release date. So July 11th, 2025. Does that mean it's in the mix? Well, I'm, I would expect them to start shooting this year, back end of this year. Right. So you'd think maybe an actor cast by the summer. Ooh, that's um, exciting. Any ideas who you'd like it to be? I've seen people, I've seen like quite a lot of young suggestions. I've seen some people who do look quite like Superman. A lot of people are saying um, Jacob Alordi, who is Nate from Euphoria. Oh, yeah, I could see him doing yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, it's hard, really. It's um, hard. You've got to have a really precise look for Superman, so it doesn't... It, I think he has quite a precise gets, look. Although, what do you think... So, I've included... This is All-Star Superman. They're going to be loosely basing it on. And this is one of the covers um, for it. What do you think of his big thumb head in this? <laughs> oh, it's like a big thumb. I've heard really it good things like about this comic. But I just I don't, I don't like the art, I'll be honest. He does look like the thumb men from Spy Kids. I, like, I actually liked it until you said that, and now you've completely ruined it for me. Sorry. But I don't actually... I think the thumb head is the problem. It's his tiny little ear. It is a small ear, now you say it. It's the ear that makes him look like a We're thumb. looking at the cover of uh, All-Star Superman 1, just so, just for reference. Um, Other than that, I don't, I, don't li- I don't mind it. I think it's a nice drawing. It's a nice style animation. It it's is. just they've got his ear too small, and it's, it's, it's throwing his whole head off. <laughs> now, um, then it's a cute little ear. <laughs> the rest of these aren't in the order they're going to come out on. Um, okay. The Authority is also a movie, and this basically sounds like He's taken on board the Guardians of the Galaxy, but for DC. Uh, which he kind of did with Suicide Squad as well, but we know that he fucking loves ensemble films. He, does he love loves making ensemble. us laugh and making us cry. Classic gun. Classic gunny. Uh, and uh, so Gunn's working on this script as well for The Authority. Now, so The Authority were originally with Wildstorm, which was a separate comics label to DC. Okay. They've somehow now been brought into DC, and they will be... Uh, probably the second film that will come out. Um, they are a super team that are so concerned with saving the planet that they will often cross moral lines to get things done. Believing that the ends justify the means, the heroes of the authority often act like villains. Ooh. Sounds very Suicide Squad-y. It does. Um, so I don't know if maybe he's just doing a Suicide Squad but really dark? Uh, I think I'd be more excited if the Suicide Squad didn't exist and wasn't DC and James Gunn hadn't already done one. Because there's a lot of ifs. Exactly, but it feel, it just feels a bit... Feels a bit samey. I like that it's not just like, safe. we're going to do Superman and then Batman. Like, I like that. I mean, they are doing Batman, probably the next film. But yeah. I like yeah, that they're at nice least doing something different. There's a lot of different styles and stuff going on, which is good in the, the overall slate. Like it's got animation series and yes. films, which is good. Here's what I do hope, though. So now we're three projects in. Gunny's writing all three of these so far. I want other people doing this. I don't want... Just James Gunn writing every single thing and then getting a director in to do it. Mm. So I'm hoping that it's just because it's the early days and he's excited and he wants to lay the groundwork early. Well, it's and a bit then like the Snyderverse argument. Not everyone's going to love what James Gunn writes. Exactly. So I think it's better to get as many different right, people in. Like to the whole audience, which is massive. Yeah. Oh, this this could be so big and make so much money if they get it right. Um, yeah. Waller. They're bringing back. Amanda da- uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, as we said. This will be a live-action series, kind of a follow-up to Peacemaker and feature characters from Gunn's previous DC series. 
which again means that Peacemaker and Suicide Squad are still canon. Um, it's just a bit confusing for like, so like when you made me watch all the Marvel films, mm. right from Phase One literally all yeah. the way through. Say that was that was going to happen to us or whatever. And you're like, oh, we'll watch all the DCU films. Yes. Where would you start? Exactly. That is what confuses me at this point. Because you, would you, you wouldn't bother with Man of Steel. Then you probably wouldn't bother with Batman versus Superman unless Wonder Woman is canon because then that introduces Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then, like, it's just so... It is so confusing. There's two different versions of Justice League that you can watch. Like... It's, it's maybe I'm that's thinking, a good question. I don't know if you were showing your kids or something. I don't know where you would say, right, we're going to start with well, the DC we're like universe. Comparing it too much to the MCU, and it's not really meant to be. I don't think it's becoming. It's becoming. But then the, there is obviously a long term. There's like a, this is a ten year plan, isn't it? Yeah. For them all to link together, so it is going to be like the MCU. So uh, that's why I would have just done a completely fresh reset, just because I think what's confusing is the fact that they're carrying characters over. It would be a bit like if when Spider Man had joined the MCU, they've kept Andrew Garfield on. And then you've got like the weird two amazing Spider-Man films that are like in the MCU, but not. And it's kind of like what they're doing mm. with the Sony Universe films at the minute, with like Venom and Morbius, where they're like desperately clinging to the coattails of the MCU. So when you're trying to show someone the MCU now, you're like, oh shit! Well, Venom was in the post-credit scene of Spider-Man No Way Home, so do I have to yeah. watch Venom and Venom Two before I watch No Way Home? And like, yeah. it becomes to the X-Men films did it as well, where they had different timelines and different so, I mean, actors. I feel like all of them just kind of disregard the post-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's probably why they do it because people are like, oh, people just walk out the cinema; they won't know. Everyone knows to stay for a post-credit scene, though. Especially the superhero film. Yeah, um, I'm quite excited. I think Viola Davis is great as Amanda Waller, and I think she deserves a yeah. solo series. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that one I'm quite excited about. Um, more Batman. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Batman, like probably the I'm sixth Batman of the decade or something. There's another film as well. Another yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be different because... That was dad. No, it's his son. Damien Wayne is his son. Oh, fuck. Yeah, if it was about Robert Martin's Bat dad, that'd be cool. Well, yeah, except it won't be Robert Batten Bat. Fuck, man, it's getting worse. <laughs> Honestly, he's hot dad. <laughs> no, it's his son. That's why it's not good, Mike. <laughs> so you're going to see Robert Batten Bat Senior just yeah. kicking ass, yeah. Yeah. So Silver this, bat. <laughs> yeah, the, the silver bat. I like that. Uh, this will be based on... <laughs> fucking high of me, James Gunn. <laughs> Sorted. Um, yeah, they've been introduced... Based on Grant Morrison's comic book run. Um, we're going to recast... We're going to introduce a new Batman, obviously, and he will have his son, Damien Wayne. They're d- definitely not having Rob Bat. Yeah, he's in Elseworlds. He's not in the DCU. So is Elseworlds going to pull together all these random characters that kind of don't belong anymore? No, they'll all stay separate. They'll just be completely separate films that are just DC for some reason. Mm. This is what I mean. This is why, for like someone who doesn't Effort. isn't familiar with this universe and hasn't watched James Gunn explain this, it is very confusing. Do you know what will be a good test when we get my dad to watch them? Yeah, I, I think I think most people well, the segment will struggle with this going thing. into it. Genuinely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so this is Damian Wayne is Batman's son, who he has with Talia al Ghul, who is the son of Raz al Ghul, if that, any of that means anything to you. Excitement is what it means. He's basically like a little ninja assassin. So I, I'm Ooh, quite excited to see good. that, and apparently it will establish the Bat family, so there'll be a Robin, maybe a Nightwing uh, I'm from Titans. i see Robin in something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a lot of people are a bit annoyed that because Damian Wayne was like the fourth or fifth Robin in the comic, so they're missing out a lot of Robins. Oh, right. So people yeah. are quite upset at that. Um, but I think in general, they're excited that at least it's just they're putting a different spin on it. Yeah. It's not just like, by the way, we're also doing another Batman. Also, yeah. like, they're getting desperate with names for Batman films now. Mm. We've had Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. So that's a weird trilogy straight away because Batman Begins and then just The Dark Knight. Then The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Odd trilogy name. Then we've had, well, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Then we've had The Batman. Just whacking a the in front of it. Classic. Then we'll have The Batman 2. And then we'll have The Brave and The Bold. What do you call a sequel to that? The Braver and The Bolder? Like, brackets, this is Batman. <laughs> put the posh 2, like the I.I. Nice, yeah. Chapter 2. Oh, God. Even more bold. Supergirl. Another film. Um, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Lovely. So, Kara, who is uh, Superman's cousin, had a very different upbringing to Superman. Basically, Kal-El, who is Superman, he rode his nice little spaceship down to Earth and found a living family in Smallville. She was on a piece of, like, a destroyed Krypton rock, which Krypton is the home planet. Yeah. Um, and she, for some reason, went through, like, a time warp where she aged and got didn't get to Earth until she was, like, a teenager. But she obviously saw her whole planet explode and everyone die. And yeah, yeah. Not a fun time. The sort of thing that'd stick with you, <laughs> I imagine, probably as would, a young yeah. woman. That's probably not... You're not going to forget that. That's, like, a good kind of character twist also come in with. Yeah, yeah, again, and I like the giving Supergirl a character. They're actually giving a female-led um, hero a role in Phase 1, which is always good. Yeah. And again, something new. Like, I hope this is like at least a 15. I I think one of them has to be, because otherwise, again, it's just like, they have the same powers. So, yeah. I, I don't I want something to differentiate Especially them with from. with that backstory, it would make, exactly. sense, make it a bit darker. Yeah, That's other good. than the fact, I don't want it just to be like... <laughs> She's the same, but a girl. I want it to there actually to be something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's based on Tom King's take on the beloved character Supergirl, one of tomorrow, um, and it intends to show how different upbringings can give birth to very diff- very distinct heroes. Yeah. So we need it to be a bit dark, don't we? That'd be good. Yeah, I think so. And speaking of dark, perfect. Good segue. Like you did it on purpose. Swamp Thing. What a title. A Can't big wait. old monster. I know nothing about it. Where do you think he lives? I'm excited. Oh, I don't know, man. Is it Shrek? <laughs> it basically is. Uh, it's a big buzzing. green swamp monster. Um, really dark. Horror. Yeah. Um, there was a TV series of this on, well, we got it on Amazon Prime. Right. Like two years ago. That was really good. But it got weirdly cancelled after one episode. Oh. Just oh, completely like the out of the blue. Yeah. Oh. No, they, they aired the whole season. Oh. But after the first one had aired, the next one was out a week later, they cancelled it. How For no it? reason. No one was understood it really why. really badly received? Or no, something? really well received. Oh. And really good. Just bizarre. Um, so we've not got loads of information about this movie because it's going to be in the later stage of uh, Slate 1, which is called Gods and Monsters, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this will investigate the dark origins of the character um, and we're expected to draw inspiration from Alan Moore's beloved run of the comics. Excited for that. I think that'll be good. I'm excited for that. And again, something different. So movie-wise, we've got Superman, the ga- the guys, the Guardians of Galaxy esque team, whatever they were called, the Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, and Swamp Thing. Which one are you most excited for? Swamp Thing. I think either Swamp Thing or Supergirl, because Superman yeah. and Batman, I could kind of take or leave. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't just want to see, see more of the same. It would have to, it kind of have to be wildly different for me now. 
Yeah. Which is hard. How, how can yeah, you exactly. do it? Exactly. Like uh, uh, he's got a tough job, James Gunn, because... Yeah. Um, Booster Gold next. TV series, live action. Uh, Booster Gold's a really fun character. He is from the future with no powers, mm-hmm. but he has good tech, obviously great technology in the future, so he comes back in time and tries to use his technology to trick people into thinking he's a superhero and becoming like <laughs> a celebrity. Love that. Um, oh, is that that guy from Harry Potter? Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, Lockhart. Yeah, he is. Um, people are already saying that maybe he'll cast Chris Pratt in this. Oh, of course he will. <laughs> <laughs> that God. is just a rumour, to be fair. But he I did. wish the world would just crawl out of Chris Pratt's asshole. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll do a really good job. Well, he's not got good. it. He probably won't get it. He will get it. We all know he will. Well, the other thing that people say and who they want for it is Glenn Powell. I want Glenn Powell. I think Glenn Powell would, could do something could do something really good with that. Chris Pratt again? It's more than the same, man. Well, let someone else have a turn. James Gunn did interview. Oh, hire fucking Tom Holland to be Superman as well. Yeah, people have been putting that around Twitter, and it's not been well received. They can't. Surely no. to God, no. Um, no offence, I like Tom Holland. He's too short. Like Chris he's Pratt, too short, no, Tom Holland, no. to be Superman. You don't have the right look. I think Tom Holland's can't perfect. Can't have a five foot six Superman. No, Superman's got to be big and strong, jaw. broad. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Tom Holland has got a Spider-Man build. Um, I what was I going to say? I was Chris Pratt, Glenn, Glenn Powell, Booster Gold. I had a point. Oh yeah, James Gunn said in Empire when he was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three that he does plan on working. With as many of the Guardians team in the DCU as possible. Um, it is going to be Pratt. I'd be excited to see like kind of the Guardians who haven't had loads to do, like a Mantis or a even a Yondu. Oh no, Yondu's already he's already used Yondu, hasn't he? He was in he died in the he was first to die in the Suicide Squad. Uh, so yeah, I'd like to see Nebula. She could do it. Nebula, yeah, Karen Gillian or Gillen. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Booster Gold is, um, again, I'm very excited for. In the comics, uh, the character also often teams up with Blue Beetle. So oh, that could be a maybe, good teaser. Exactly, maybe, but maybe uh, Blue Beetle will play a bigger role in this than we think, because he did say that even though he's only announcing the titles and obviously the main characters of each film, there will be some interchange in between. I mean, I expect Amanda Waller to show up in maybe most of these. Yeah. To some extent, you'd have to think she'd be doing something with Batman. She'd know of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, lanterns. The Green Lanterns are finally back. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Ryan Reynolds probably will not reprise his role, I'd assume. Um, because no. no one wants him to, and he doesn't want to either. Uh, I wonder if he did reprise his role, they'd make him a real suit. Oh, they'd have to. Oh, that's a good point. They, they have to put him in a real suit now, surely. Mm, I guess I hope so. Oh. That would be bold if they went with a CGI suit again. That would be really bold. This stuck with me when he did his um, slate thing. They said it'd be like True Detective. It's an odd thing to say. He did that with a couple of the TV shows. Really specific thing to do. I also thought, is he allowed to do that? Yeah, you can say that you can. Well, yeah, because that's technically HBO as well, and Warner Brothers own HBO. So right, yeah, yeah. But um, how strange! What a strange parallel to make. It is a strange parallel to make. I don't really see how it would be anything like True Detective. True Detective is about drugs and really you don't dark just mean, like, killings. The, the and style of it. The probably, vibes. probably. I, 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 I'm not in no way expecting to watch this and think, "Fucking hell, this is like True Detective." That's why <laughs> I'm so like, intrigued by oh, it. This is exactly like True Detective. I don't uh, mm-hmm. baffling. I, I don't expect. Uh, yeah, I don't expect it to be like True Detective. I expect it to be good. I'm excited yeah. to see who they cast. Yeah. 
Um, I'm excited to see if they will finally link them into the DCU in some major way, because that was always a problem with the Snyderverse, that they just never knew what to do. I think they were kind of scared of how badly received the Ryan Reynolds one had been, and were like, stay clear of that character for as long as possible. Yeah. But now more than enough time has passed for it to yeah. just do something different and be good. It's, they're basically just space policemen, the Green Lantern, with the power of their own imagination. So well, you can essentially do anything with it. Um, and then the last project is probably the one I'm least excited for. Paradise Lost, a political drama set in Themyscira, Wonder Woman's birthplace, years before Diana's birth. This series will explore the political disputes in Themyscira as different Amazons try to seize power for themselves. Uh, it's been compared to Game of Thrones. Right. I'm just not really interested in it. I don't really see how it will link in at all. Because it's set years before. Unless they're saying that Diana isn't born yet in the DC. Yeah, maybe that's how it'll end. But that is bizarre as well. That's an odd approach to take. Um... I also kind of like places like Themyscira and stuff where it's like mystical island full of, you know, just um, all women, like the powers of the gods. And mm-hmm. I feel like I don't really want to know its origin. I kind of like the mystery of it. Yeah. I don't like things mean. being over explained like, oh, no, was there a big power dispute? It, like, I don't care. <laughs> just don't. I, I, mm. That's the one I'm very, that's the one I'm least excited for. By I guess you point, distance. but I also think of it as like this magical, mythical place then. Yeah, I want to see it. Oh Anymore. yeah, but you'd see it in a Wonder Woman film. But I get, I no, I get your point. I, d- I just think it just feels like it's the I one don't know where if I care about the political dispute. That well, that's the whole point of it. It's like a drama. Mm. It just, it just feels very like, oh, let's jump on the Game of Thrones hype. Let's jump on a fantasy series hype, and uh, 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 yeah, have a better ending than Game of Thrones. No, oh, fuck me, it'd be hard not to. Um, shall we do some uh, reviewing? Yeah, let's get into what we've actually watched. So do Happy Valley or Extraordinary first? Oh, fact, fact. First of all, are you excited for the DC Slayer then? I am excited for it, yeah. You're excited for gods and monsters? Yes, that's what the slate's called. That's what the yes. slate is called, yes. Um, to are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I am, yeah. Overall, I'm excited again. I'm just kind of excited to get the four that are coming out of the way. And then we can actually, like, kind what of... a strange thing to say. No, like the Shazam and the Flash and everything. Yeah, no, it's just what. Well, yeah, it is weird. a weird thing to say about a film series in general. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Want to start with extraordinary? Yeah. So me and Mike both felt the same about this. We'd seen it marketed, thought it looked shit, and then we saw someone randomly on Twitter say how good it was. We the thought, fuck it, we'll watch it. Needed Roads podcast. Shout out to them for a great recommendation. And just to I was clarify, so pleasantly surprised that we thought this looked shit. The posters for this in England, I don't know if it's the same in the rest of the world, because this is an English show as well, so it is right up our street. Yep. Uh, the four characters, the four main characters, just sat on a couch. Nothing to suggest that they have superpowers, nothing to suggest that Jizz Lord used to be a cat, nothing to suggest that it's a comedy, nothing to suggest that it's English. And I get that like it's a poster, it's limited what you can do with it. You can do something to explain the plot of a world where everyone has an obscure superpower apart from, like, the main girl. It's and just... Yeah, well, the, p- the problem for me with the poster wasn't necessarily, like, the connotations you said. It was, for me, that it didn't have a big, massive 18 sticker at the side of it. That would yeah. have been It looked like a Disney Channel show. Off. Yeah, it looked like a high school drama, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody or something. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't want to watch it. No, yeah, I agree. I don't really know what gave me that impression, but, I mean, I'm not a market But we both had it. Know, but we, we both, both thought the same it. thing. Why wouldn't you put something on it to it? Even literally just, like, the 
Peggy symbol, whatever it is, 18. Peggy, 18. <laughs> yeah, but I do it though. No, yeah, I get, I mean, I, I, I get your point I completely. Maybe a bit more, hmm. I, I was baffled by how good it was and why uh, Disney Plus really over here, Hulu, and the rest of the world have just not marketed it at all, really. Weird, really weird. Like, so I, I saw that the po- first poster I saw for it was on the back of Empire Magazine, which is a really yep. good magazine, magazine, would recommend. But I hadn't seen a trailer for it or anything. And like with Disney Plus and That's literally how I'd seen that post. Why wouldn't they magazine. why wouldn't they advertise that? And like what? at least for Netflix play when Netflix are releasing a series, they do put adverts out and about and you do see them on normal telly and even in the cinema and stuff you might see it. Yeah. But it feels like they've just really quietly released this and seen if to see if it finds legs or not. Yeah. And weird. It's, it's great. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, I'd really good. recommend it. Um so the overall plot is basically when you turn eighteen uh, or at some point around your eighteenth birthday, you develop yeah. a superpower that so can literally be anything, yeah. yeah. So the lucky people will get flying or super strength, although there are problems with that. This we'll get into, I'm sure. And the unlucky people get, you might be able to 3D print something out of your ass. Or um, what was randomly it? turn into a cat. Randomly turn into years. a cat that you might get stuck ass. Um, and then the, the main girl, Jen, has no powers. She's 25, she's still mm-hmm. not got a power. And so it, it's, the, the, it's kind of just sta- based on that, it's... Um, just follows her, her two friends, and the cat that they adopt, who turns into a person who they name Jizzlord. Just kind of going through everyday life in a world where these power things do exist. Yeah. And I liked that the powers just aren't really a focus at all. It's still like a yeah, a character-driven comedy. Yeah. Um, and the powers are kind of... I mean, like, Cash, for example, does try and build a vigilante team, but they're absolute losers. And yeah, like they're not. They, they don't, I don't think they bust one crime. So no. th- it's not like oh. it cause more problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, it just comes from how big a loser he is. Is where the comedy comes from. It's not. Yeah. Like I don't think you have to be a fan of superheroes at all to watch this. No, definitely not. It's, it's much it's more very kind of fresh much meat. A secondary thing. It is like fresh meat. That's yeah. Comparison. Um. What the uh, friend? What was good for me is about when. Jen, the main character, started mm-hmm. to get a bit unlikable. A friend called her out for it, and it was quite a big part yeah. in the overarching plot of the show, mm. which I thought, hmm, good. Yeah, there's a lot of um, really interesting character dynamics. Like, they're all likable, but also unlikable in some specific way. Yeah. They're all very flawed, apart from Jizzlord, who is... Innocent as fuck. Yeah. Th- which is kind of annoying, though. My favourite character, by a mile. Uh, yeah. Really funny as well. Some really good jokes. There's yeah, a bit really where... Funny. So he, just to spoil one joke completely because I liked it so much. He has been a cat for three years because his power is shape-shifting, but when he turned into a cat, he obviously couldn't turn out of a cat. But he was like an award-winning cat. He won all the cat shows. So he, he turns back into a cat for them to try and win at the cat show. But he's cat. he's forgotten how to do stuff as a cat, so they're supposed to do a dance together <laughs> so time after time. And half, uh, when the song starts, he turns back into his human form and they do the dance together it's a human and then at the end it reveals everyone's horrified and it reveals that because he was a cat his cat costume's tiny so his dick's been out the whole time <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really just really, just really funny. funny yeah really funny um, I really hope they get a second season because it ends on a cliffhanger I liked as well big spoiler that it didn't end with her getting a power yeah because she doesn't need one it wouldn't yeah. make any effect on her life she'd likely get something dog shit yeah um, Carrie has a great power which is oh. something I don't think I've ever seen before in like anything. No. Where she can tap into the conscience consciousness of like a dead person and and speak as them. Yeah. So like. But it's like they're alive. They're. Yeah. 
Yeah. So in one episode, Jen's sad, so she becomes Hitler. So they can all they can all give Hitler loads of shit. Yeah, like, so it's just proper funny. Well, even stuff like that, like not that doesn't like make it an eighteen necessarily, but it's just like, loads of tiny little bits in it like that. that work. Yeah. It's kind of it, it, I think the smaller jokes are at its best. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's all the little details of the world and how the world works and the world building that it's created. Yeah. Like her sister gets super strength and she thinks it's great. But she was like a great violinist, and she was going to an a, a exclusive, um, yeah. um, what's the pristine music school. Yeah. But she can't because she can't hold a violin anymore. And a girlfriend dumps her because she well fingered her and broke a fanny basically. <laughs> like so, you know, even these like perfect powers come with problems. So yeah. a power basically just causes more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, yeah, so good. Loved it. Really, really good. Would you recommend? Oh, massively. I think I'd give it like a. I think I might even give it a nine, you know. I proper belly laughed quite a lot. Some think, really yeah, was, good um, jokes. Was it seven or eight episodes as well? Eight. And it wasn't, it was perfect. They were yeah, like there, there, there weren't any filler episodes. No. They all, they always told you something about a character or yeah. their relationship. Oh, it was just really There's funny. a nice, interesting relationship dynamic between Carrie and Cash where they've been together for years and it's stale and... They've lost all the passion kind of there, but Cash doesn't know and Carrie's like doesn't want to accept it, but she does. Yeah, it's good. It's, really it's just good. really good. I'd give it an 8.5 or a 9. Yeah, I'd go 9, I think. Fab, loved I it. I think today we're going to be giving all good reviews, which is the hot seat could be doing some a-changing. We'll move oh, on to shit. that. Oh, shit. What? I forgot to mention my little bit of trailer news. Throw it in now. Okay. Um, Fast X trailer Friday. How excited are you? Gasp. What they've been doing since he announced it, they've just been showing the trailer, resharing this trailer for each individual film, one a day. So, like, from Fast and Furious to Fast 9. Was oh that what the last God, one was I called? I was going to say, it's like a short holiday. Like was it called Furious 9? Fast 10 nine? days in Corfu. Oh. <laughs> Do it. Deal. <laughs> you got to sit next to Vin Diesel on the plane, though. That'd put people <laughs> off. That would put people right off. Too fast, too furious. Um, Gas. Happy Valley. That's oh. an ironic name, isn't it? So ironic. Because rarely has a show been sadder. <laughs> it's a very sad show. There are very, very fleeting moments of happiness in that valley. Final series. Mm-hmm. Series three, six episodes. Six years after season two, or seven years. Um, oh, I was ha- very happy to know this was coming back, and yep. it did not disappoint. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. D- bafflingly good, I would say. Um, yeah, six episodes, an hour each. What really impressed me about this season was um, there wasn't like a huge amount of action or anything. This was mm. really, this was a drama. Yeah. You had maybe two fight scenes across the whole thing. And the big, again, spoilers, the big kind of final showdown, years mm. and years and years in the making, is just like a chat in a kitchen. But like, it, it is perfect. It, it's not disappointing at all. No. It was. Like, I saw a lot of people say in the previous episode, or maybe the episode before that, that his, again, massive spoiler, his escape from the courthouse was really unrealistic, and people didn't like it. See, I didn't think it was. I thought it was so simple that it was realistic. I agree. I thought and I then, thought well, same. For people who haven't seen it, we've basically, spoken to someone who used to be a policeman um, as well who said that that does happen. Yeah, yeah. So he's just sat in his little, like, court box, but there's no, like, lid. Yeah, there's, so there's no a roof guard on there. there. And they the call, docks? Like, um, Is it called the docks? don't know. He's in the thing where you stand when you've you've done something bad. Yeah, but then these two lads outside cause a kerfuffle, so everyone's distracted. <laughs> <Kerfuffle>. <laughs> and he just he's hench as fuck, so he 
lifts himself out of the cage and just runs off. But, but it's well planned. There's people, it? yeah, fighting outside, which is obviously all planned, like Mike said. But he can, he literally just runs out and he goes straight into this corner shop, puts on the all his bike gear and just bikes off. Yeah. I just thought, how how terrifying. Oh yeah, that's what I like about it. Oh, I like yeah. how simple it is. How it, yeah. Because they wouldn't be prepared for. Think of how many court things you have a day. They're not gonna be like, oh, fuck, we gotta be careful because every single one might escape. No, no. You just wouldn't because it just happens so rarely. People even try it so rarely. Yeah, and then all the times that they try it, yeah, they exactly. Get caught and, yeah. Yeah, that was the only kind of negative thing I'd seen about it online. But other than that, I've just seen loads of love and praise for it. Which so I can't fault. I think it really deserves it all. Sarah, Lancashire. Sarah Lancashire is the writer, and Sally Wainwright is the actress. Because I always get them too muddled up. No, Sa- Sarah Lancashire's the actress, I think. So Sally Wainwright is the writer. She must be. Right. It's unbelievable writing. Yeah, it's so good. So good. I mean, um, Catherine is probably one of the best. British TV characters ever. Ever, yeah. She's absolute top five with like Fleabag, David Brent. Um, <laughs> don't don't compare it to David Brent. Well, no, in terms of just like <laughs> characters who are like unbelievable, like game changing. Yeah. Like, it's it's like a moments of emotion because she's so tough and so holds herself together all the time that when she actually does yeah let herself cry or like be vulnerable for just a second it's like it's proper heartbreaking to watch it's it is and oh, that scene when she's looking through the photo albums yeah like oh. work scenes without dialogue that are just like you know everything you need to know you know everything that the actress is thinking not the actress the character yeah um yeah, now we so have to get on to tommy lee royce oh my who god frightening is unbelievably good i'm gonna get the actor's name up because so you know that he you told me this about yeah. for season one yeah so he was at uni skin need a bit of extra money and just kind of auditioned for the part and this is his first acting job so if you've not seen it go and watch it just for that reason because it's just like he's on un- he's he's so good in it and in season terrifying one and two especially the character is, for me, I thought he was just a psychopath. I didn't really think there was any humanity left in him. Mm. This season really surprised me because Convinced I empathised with him. Like mm. He's horrible and he's an awful, awful man, but you could actually see like the human behind it all. Like He really does love Ryan and in he his own horrible, twisted way. twisted way, he loved Becky. Like oh. it, And seeing him look through the photo albums, and kind of break down and and realize yeah, it surprised all. me that showed you the change in the character yeah well. and i think, I think that it's when he went into ryan's room as well i think even when like ryan was visiting him in prison you kind of saw that he genuinely was chuffed to bits to have him there and yeah just complete warped mind yeah it, it just amazing like I, I genuinely can't speak highly enough of it 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 will take some yeah. beating as the best tv show of the year for me hard as well with series like that that like we waited six years for this series oh yeah i know it was good as well because the actor Ryan, he was really good, and it's the really same good. kid that's grown up and mm-hmm. played all the parts. Um, but there's a lot of expectation on the series like yeah, that one. Very tough to stick the landing. Yeah, just think of line of duty. Yeah, oh, yeah, we won't get into that. But yeah, this did stick the landing. Again, massive spoiler. I was really glad that he died at the end. Just he to had really, to, didn't he? Yeah, just to really finish it off. We were talking about it before, and I was kind of worried they'd ki- kill off Catherine as well. I was as well. I th- but yeah. Also, yeah I didn't want them to because it would no, have been I, all that awful <laughs> shit. Yeah, she, she would have just through. had the worst life, yeah. Yeah. But um, if, if I had one complaint of this series, 
I don't think the secondary plot was as interesting as it could have been. Well, so I remember this because we, when the first couple of episodes, we were talking about this, and we both said we actually preferred the secondary plot. Yes, because that was the the first plot was really character driven and slow moving. Yeah. And Tommy was still in prison. Yeah. And Catherine and Ryan were arguing. Yeah. And it was a lot about her and her sister's relationship and like the trust that they all had and how that had been broken. Mm. Whereas these new characters, Faisal was being threatened by drug dealers whilst also trying to support um, the PE teacher's wife, mm-hmm. whilst the PE teacher was just, you know, kicking the shit out of her all the time. Fucking absolute... Not Rob of a bloke. Hello. I kept nearly saying Rob not. <laughs> that's why it took me a second to get the words right in my head. he was called Rob, weren't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Um, I would have liked... Yeah, I, can't, I liked it at the end. It was just a throwaway comment she makes at the retirement party. Like, oh, yeah. About Faisal. And in a day, she's got everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she's got Tommy Lee Rose. I really liked the, how they've done that, him. but the mum had such an awful life, an awful death. It would have been nice to see a bit more justice for her. Yeah. Um, I like the I would have maybe liked to have seen Rob, the PE teacher, get arrested. But I, I, don't know, I like, did like the parallel where she was like, what's going to happen to them two little girls? And the guy was like, oh, don't worry, they've got a grandma. Yeah, and it was like, that was oh, nice. that's nice that they, they've done something there where it's I think like, they, yeah, I think they tied it up well, but they spent a lot of time on it. I think they spent one and two. too much time on it for the kind of tiny role it played in the finale. Yeah, um, like the two drug dealers just got arrested instantly. Yeah, which I get because that made them move Tommy and want to kill Tommy, and that made Tommy obviously. Yeah, it all made sense, but yeah, yeah, they probably, just, it, it probably gave it a bit too much screen time at the start. I think that's it. I, Maybe yeah. it could have been an episode shorter in that respect. I don't know. Because episode one and two were really heavy on it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it at the time. I don't know. I I don't think it's a problem. I just think it... it Faisal's right, little weasel. Faisal was a proper little wimp. I hope he got some serious time. I don't... don't, Oh. He would have gone down for the murder. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought I was only going to say for the dealing, but yeah, I forgot about the murder. Yeah, and he suffered a suitcase. Oh, yeah, awful. Won't get that on board Ryanair, would you? In fact, no, you probably fucking would. You probably would get it through a Ryanair. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be looking at the scanners like, oh, it looks like there's a woman in that suitcase. Nah, nah, just scan it, send it on its way. <laughs> we finish in two. <laughs> what are you rating it? Um, I would give it a nine again. Yeah, I'd give it like a nine as well. Um, again, the only thing... It, uh, I, don't I think it's just so hard to stick landing than they did. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what it's done to not get a 10. Um, I think it was a subplot for me, and now we've been talking about it like that. Yeah. I really liked the subplot. It was just, it was weird, the contrast of how heavy that it was at the start. But mm. I mean, no one cares about the sub, subplot as much. That's why it's called the subplot. It was kind of how little it linked, because the only link really mm. was the PE teacher went to Ryan's school, and Faisal was being threatened by the drug dealers who were working for Gorovich, who helped Tommy escape. Yeah. But I don't know, I think if you just made that link a little bit clearer, especially the Gorovich, the brothers and Tommy one, because when they came to first came to pick Tommy up and it was clear they were going to kill him, mm. we were both a bit like, why are they trying to kill him? Like, like what's changed just because they've been arrested? What's changed that much that they can't just move him? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand why the plan changed that drastically, that it was like, okay, now we've just got to fucking kill him. Well, I suppose we can't talk. Yeah, but I don't. at that point, why would Tommy have talked? Them two drug dealers being arrested meant nothing to him. 
Anyway. No, but it's like it's like that to other friends when they talk about the trail after he cheats on the. It's the trail. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, right. got to eliminate yeah. all the evidence. Good reference. Right. Good friends reference. Hey, Tommy. I also think for an ex-drunken debate, we should do the best friend. Oh, yeah. Not as in, like, in your personal life. <laughs> That'd <laughs> be a great. weird one. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. It's a nine. Definitely recommend. If you've not watched any of them, watch mm. it. Yeah. And what I did appreciate was, obviously, it's been six years since last season. They had a very good recap before the yes. first episode of season three, so you didn't have to go back and rewatch it all. Yeah. Which I would have done. But we only found out it was coming out about two days before. If we never watch proper telly, we only ever watch uh, uh, streaming sites. Um, streamers. What's that? It's only a knock at the bloody cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how that sounded, by so the way. We have literally just, well, I'll say just, we've been recording, but watched it tonight at the mm-hmm. cinema. <gasps> this was mint. As far as like a cinema experience goes, and trying to work out what's actually going on, whilst being fully engrossed the whole time. Yeah. It really was good. Really good. I really liked as well how we'd wa- after we watched the first 10 minutes of it, I thought, I've seen everything that I saw in the trailer. Yeah, which is... And again, we compared this, because Pearl obviously has been out for fucking ages, but it's not been out in England yet. Um, in the cinemas, anyway. It's out on streaming and stuff. So we've, we've seen it. Yeah. And we watched the trailer for that, and it just shows the whole film. Like, it shows us standing... Again, spoilers for Pearl although it's in the trailer it shows her like standing over the body of the bloke she killed it shows her it setting her mum on death. fire it yeah. even shows her like riding the scarecrow like there was just nothing left to no uh, that was a bizarre trailer I and mean, you compare that to the knock at the cabin trailer which is like there's some people in a cabin Dave Batista arrives it looks a bit freaky like perfect yeah, I've seen lots, enough I'm sold mystery. Um, all the acting in knock at the cabin was bang on yes everyone in it was really good do you want to do a little brief plot? Um, Take it away. So, a family. Um, Andrew. Eric. Eric, that's it. And Wen. Um, I'm going to Google how to pronounce the name because I was unsure all the way through. What, Wen? Yeah, first I thought she said one. No, it's Wen. Um, but then I thought it was Wren, like the bird. No, 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 I think it was just Wen. Was it? Yeah. Um, so, they're staying at a cabin. Uh, Dave Batista, Ron Weasley. And two and <laughs> two uh, women who I haven't seen in anything before, so I can't give a funny reference to, um, arrive and basically say, "We're here because the world is going to end unless you choose to sacrifice a member of your family." It is when you right. And at first, they think it's a hate crime because they're a gay couple. Um, they think that then they think they're lunatics and that they're um, just unwell because they believe this absolute nonsense. Um, and then things start to make you think maybe Shit. it's not all yeah, nonsense. Yeah, they keep um, putting the telly on for the news reports. Mm-hmm. Shit and is going sideways. Yes. So full spoilers from now on, I think. Yeah. Straight into full spoilers. Dave Batista's good. He is good. Really good. And like, what I like about him, and again, I don't like just constantly comparing him to The Rock because they both started out as wrestlers because I don't see Dave Batista as a wrestler anymore. I just see him as an actor. Yeah. But just like the choices he makes career-wise are so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, so he did tracks, and then he did small roles in Bond as a baddie yeah. and Blade Runner 2049 yeah. as a baddie. But then since then he's done like, um, he did, he was leading Army of the Dead. And to do that, I don't really like Army of the Dead. It's like a zombie action film. But to do that, he turned down the Suicide Squad. He would have been Peacemaker. Oh. So like he's gone, like, I don't do another superhero film yet. I want to do something different. He did a zombie film. Then he's done this where he's like the lead in like a weird 
existential horror film. He did Knives Out. Like, he's making such interesting choices. Kind of regardless of how big the role is as well. He was in June. Again, you don't even remember him being in June. Even though he's the bald one who looks like Dave Batista. And I really like him He's just, he's carving out, like, such an interesting career. And I I know it's sad that you won't be playing Drax again. But I'm quite excited that if it means it's going to free up more of his time to go off and do... Yeah, more no, you stuff mean, like, like this. I fell yeah. in love with him as Drax, but now I just love him, so I'll just follow yeah. him and whatever he does. Um, he has a very strange, wrinkly head. We were very confused by his head. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just, I like it. <laughs> it adds expression. It does add expression. It adds expression. Maybe that's why, because he's has such a happy, full life. He's just full of expression. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone up there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why his hair. Maybe that's why he's bald. It pushed the hair out because was, his, his head was smiling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Beaming. Um, beyond that, though, uh, I also re- I was really impressed by the family um, again. Yeah, I didn't when... recognise anyone. No, again, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I recognised a couple of the names when they came up in the credits, but I couldn't tell you what I've seen them in. Yeah, um, and they were all Ron. really good. Ron's great. Yeah. Uh, Asar, Sabrina, and Adrian. Yep. Yep. Um, now, this is all pretty much set in the cabin. You yeah. have a couple of flashbacks, and you have one or two shots outside the cabin. Yeah. But so, like, for the script and the direction and the performances to hold you in for that long for just at most seven people in a cabin, it's yeah. so effective. It's so good. Yeah, totally agree. There was one point where I looked over at you in the cinema, and you're actually leaning forward with like both hands on your face, like like Kevin McAllister when he puts the aftershave on. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, gri- wow, it you gripped are all the this. way through, and I was nervous about it. It's, to be honest, when we watched the first trailer months and months ago, I thought mm, I'll go and watch it because it's my guy Dave Batista. But other you than that, to knock it on the head. The idea <laughs> of going to see knock at the cabin. Uh, but then the more I watched the trailer, I thought, no, that actually looks really good. But then, then like I said earlier, we'd watched it the first ten minutes. Everything in the trailer happened, and I thought, shit, what what would happen now? See, at that point, I got excited because I thought I liked how opening scene yeah well it when made me excited the woods, like, and then batista's there mm. and it's just like i want to get to know you and then the, the others are there and you're it like oh shit no starting right away i thought like you might chat to her and then go away and then come back the next day or something yeah i liked how and you only got very very brief glimpses of life outside the cabin i mean yeah. you got them driving up and listening to a song that that i'd never heard before and you judged me for yeah really catchy really fun song to sing along to especially with your family Primed, ideal oh, start to trip. a holiday. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Best on our playlist now. <laughs> um, you got a flashback of them, and this one made me sad. They were adopting when, um, and they obviously sat there together, and then the nurse, or I don't know what you'd call someone at an orphanage. A midwife? The midwife, yeah, comes over and's like, oh, you Mr. and Mrs. Brooks? And he has to go like, oh, no, I'm Mr. Brooks, but my wife couldn't be here, so this is her brother. Because mm. he obviously couldn't say no, we're a yeah. gay couple, and like that's, well, that's this ties into sad. why it was so clever. It's mm-hmm. obvious. So the plot is they come in, they say to prevent the apop- apocalypse. The apocalypse. Ap- <laughs> the apocalypse. <laughs> the apocalypse. Yeah. Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sacrifice one of your family members. One of you has to kill the other one, or like someone yeah. in the family. We can't do it. You have to do it, and then the apocalypse will end. So. Naturally, they're like, that's a load of bollocks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Crime, yeah. But they had all these, yeah, they had all the clever scenes in it like that that fed into, mm-hmm. especially um, Daddy Andrew. He was absolutely Daddy like, Andrew, yeah. no, this yes, you is. You would be, as yeah. you would. But yeah, but the stuff like that fed into his, he was 
so unwilling to believe it because he was so convinced it was an act yes. like a hate crime. Whereas the other guy, which was clever, Daddy Eric, he um, got smacked on the head pretty early had on. Had a concussion. Had yeah, a concussion. Exactly. And he starts believing it a lot faster mm-hmm. than... Because he sees something. Daddy Andrew. Uh, he sees like a, a figure in the mirror or something, but he's got a concussion. So again, even as an yeah, audience, so you're, you're like, not oh, sure so if he's exactly, just kind yeah. of losing the plot as well, which makes the other dad even more batshit crazy mm-hmm. and losing his mind about the whole thing because now Eric is fellas exactly. like losing it so it was re- it was just so clever the whole dynamic of all the characters and the journey they all went on individually yeah no I fully agree it's the fact that it kept me double guessing myself yeah because I was pretty much I, the whole time I was like this isn't gonna the, the, it's a lie There's yeah. some, and again it's an M. Night Shyamalan film or a M. Night Shyamalan as uh, a joke in Scrubs that you <laughs> know the exact number of episodes of which is infuriating um, so you expect a twist yeah. You expect a big twist because in every film he does, he has a twist. Whether it's like the beach that makes you old actually cures people, or yeah, I mean that was his worst twist. To be fair, I don't know why I named the drops that one. <laughs> Everyone was, he was the kid was dead six times. He's been dead the whole time. <laughs> so was Bruce Willis. Oh no, Bruce Willis was dead. The kid wasn't dead. The kid no, was alive. Yeah, Fucking hell, butchered this. Um, anyway, move on, move on, brush over it. But there, there is no twist. There's no like big shock reveal. It's just the re- well, I suppose the, the shock in a it, way is it's real. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it genuinely is the apocalypse. And there's kind of the implication that families maybe at this cabin. Maybe it's always been that cabin. I kind of got the implication of yeah. Um, every I don't know, maybe every couple of decades or something have to, or maybe even every year. I don't know. Just have to make this decision and have to do a sacrifice to keep the world going. Yeah. But when you actually see, so every time they say no to doing the sacrifice a member of the home invaders dies yeah and at that point like a plague starts some sort of plague and these were really scary not scary as in like jumping out your seat scary but scary as in like oh fuck, that's horrible yeah that's like one so is one a tsunami just, yeah the tsunami was awful. filmed from like someone handheld on a beach with the family and it's just an awful watch because just like the proper yeah, worst nightmare stuff, stuff that, yeah. yeah. Just knowing how hopeless you were. Then there was another one where all the planes just start just falling out Just randomly fall sky. out the sky. Yeah. That, that knocked me sick as well. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one was just the disease. Which, yeah, given the last COVID. couple of years, given the last couple of years, elicited yeah. nothing from me. I'll be yeah, honest. I was like, okay, let's uh, throw that one in there. Bring back well. the tsunami. <laughs> oh, yuck. Um, yeah, so it was really scary in that respect. Especially, yeah. like, the again, credits to the actors, especially both the daddies. Just mm. the, the looks on their faces. Yeah. Right. Especially, well, especially Eric, because he was, his was good in the way that you could tell he was... He, was, he, he believed, believed fairly early, didn't he? But he yeah. didn't want to allow himself he didn't want to, to upset believe. Yeah. Andrew, but then Andrew's acting was so good as well because it was like you could tell he knew as well deep yeah. down, but he just really wanted it to be hate crime. Mm. I think it's really clever casting for Dave Batista as well because mm. he's a as a man mountain. He's absolutely huge. He should be mm. terrifying, but they give him like these thick glasses and yeah, he's, like he's like really teacher. calm and gentle and yeah it was a it just a he, he he was the absolute standout of it yeah definitely. He, he held every scene he was in you felt really sorry for him because you he did never wanted to do it you could see it he was it was like tearing him up that he had to do it yeah um i mean all of them as well but just dave batista was obviously the leader um i really liked rupert grint this, this angry american rupert grint yeah. Uh, I was sad that he was the first to die, to be honest, because, I mean, especially with Servant as well, which M. Night Shyamalan directed or produced or did yeah. something of. 
Rupert Grint's uh, main character in that and is again exceptional. Yeah. Um, just a, I mean, the Harry Potter boys are killing it. Him and him yeah. and Daniel Radcliffe are smashing it. You love a bit of Radcliffe, don't you? I, d- I do love a bit of Radcliffe. Shirtless Radcliffe and Weird Al Yankovic. Did we, just, we shouted for it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, our drinking commentary for Weird Al, the Al Yankovic story is on all good streaming platforms. <laughs> Go and have a listen. It's a funny one. You see a lot of uh, Radcliffe nips. Back mm-hmm. to uh, Knock at the Cabin, and they said The Cabin in the Woods. Different film. Knock at the Cabin, yeah. Loved it. A lot better than I thought. I had high expectations, um, but there's always a worry with M. Night Shyamalan films that it really could go either way. It, it's mm. either like a big hit or a big miss, I would say, with most of his. There's very rare that, that I watch one and I think, oh, that was just all right. It's either, wow, that was really good or fucking hell, that was, that was old. That was... <laughs> That was yeah, bad. we didn't just, like old, yeah. did we? No, it was really weird. Yeah. The kids had sex and <laughs> had a baby. It was horrible. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I, oh, do I have anything else I want to say? Do you have anything else you want to say? Do you want to mention the cabin? The lovely, lovely cabin? Oh, here's, here's one thing I want to mention. There was some bad parenting at the start, and we do we do drinks with bad parenting in our drink-along commentaries. We do, we do. So she's, um, when he's just out the front of the cabin, Completely by herself, just collecting um, grasshoppers, adorable. And she's got a little <laughs> list, and she like gives them all a name, and then she writes in the mood. So she really like one of them was hungry, which I thought was very funny because how would you know a grasshopper's hungry? But she's looked at it and gone, "Oh, that one's hungry. It's fucking ravenous." <laughs> um, it was cute. And so Dave Batista comes up, huge Dave Batista, has a nice chat with her for about ten minutes. Then he's four. Ma- then his three mates arrive, so she runs into the house scared, runs out to the back garden where her dads are just drinking. She's drinking wine and eating cheese. And they said they were drinking cheese and eating wine. And she's like, oh, no, there's some people here. And one of them's like, oh, see, I told you. We, we need to go and check on her. She's here now. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, That's absolutely fair, not the reaction. Those two things are said at the same time. Well, yeah, but still, you still wouldn't be like, your daughter's sprinting. you would sit out the back, would you? You'd sit, you would sit and, and watch her. Yeah, why would you? She could either pick grasshoppers out the back, or you could have your cheese and wine out the front. There's no reason for them to be on other sides of the house. It's not yeah. like forests are not... You know, well known for kidnappings and stuff. Probably the ideal place for a kidnapping, a secluded it was a gorgeous forest. Gorgeous cabin. It was nice. Mm, bit too secluded for me, though. Yeah, it was a bit scary. I want a couple of other cabins nearby. You don't yeah. need just out in the proper. That's horror film again. It was don't horror, do stuff yeah. that encourages a horror film. Do you want to stay in this really, really isolated cabin? No. No, I don't. I'll stay in one with five around it. There's no good film there, though, Mike. That's true. That is true. What are you going to give it out of 10? An 8.5, I think. I think mm. I'd be intrigued to watch this for a second time. Watch most films twice, just to see how well it holds up when you know everything. Because, like for me, the best thing about it was I was really guessing and I really couldn't decide, and yeah. I was gripped throughout. And I think I think it will hold up, but I'm gonna go. Mm, no, I'll go nine. Well. I'll go nine because I, I did really enjoy it. I know what I want to say that I always like to say. This Ooh. film was especially good. <laughs> Because it was only a hundred minutes long, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they didn't make it a two-hour film, Mike, when they didn't need to, yeah. and that is why it was so fast-paced and so. There really good. was nothing. There was no, um, there was no lull or anything. It was no. very, very. Which is why I have a, a small hate for 120 minutes. That's why I you're really excited there, to there's do. There's always a lull. Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. That's our drinking commentaries. I won't talk about it. <laughs> but I'm going to agree with you. I'd give it a nine. Okay. Because fuck it, and I thought I might wait a bit lower because I might not like it second yeah. time. But that's We've given out three nines problem. today. That is 
That's huge. And I mean, also, I'd that guess brings... what, everyone? I'd give Halloween ends in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> that um, brings us on to da, 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 the hot seats. Are Ooh. you ready? So, there's going to be some change here. Uh, worst trailer and best trailer. We do not have any trailers. So, our worst trailer both stays as we have a ghost. And our best <laughs> trailer both stays as Bo is afraid. Well done, And nearly said, right. Uh, our biggest disappointment is it still Megan or would you like to add anything in from no, the, and we gave them all nine so yeah most pleasant surprise would you like to add anything in you've got Otto at the minute oh yeah I'm going to trade and put knock at the cabin knock in. at the cabin um, do I swap out I've got unwelcome mm-hmm. I'm going to swap out unwelcome for extraordinary because I was very surprised just through how poorly oh, marketed yeah, it was about that, as well. that, that really surprised me Worst sequel tease. We still haven't seen another sequel tease yet, so has to stay as Megan, which I really thought there'd be more of them. When superhero uh-huh. season rolls around, that one yeah, will change yeah. a lot. Strangest moment. I've got Silly Billy from Unwelcome. You've got Titanium from Megan. Anything beaten that for you? Nope. No? No, I don't think anything's beaten Silly Billy for me either. Uh, worst performance. <laughs> we both love the boss from Megan. Oh. I be- think he's going to stay there, isn't he? Mm, I don't know. We might watch... Chris Pratt might be rubbish as Mario. Don't Best performance. Mine is changing. Mine was Emma Thompson for Good Luck, Leo Grande. Mine is now uh, James Norton for Tommy Lee Royce. Just unbelievably good. Some of the best acting I've seen in ages to make a bloke that horrible, like, relatable and empathetic. Just min. Uh, you have Daryl. Who the fuck? Yeah, Darryl? Leo Grande. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to put Batista in there. I'm tempted. I w- if I hadn't seen Happy Valley, I would have put Batista in. But oh, I want to put Sarah Lancashire as well. Okay. Who are you, go- who are you going for? Dun, 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 dun. Hot seat. No, it's so hard. You're supposed to say it right after I say hot seat. Cause dun, 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 dun. Hot seat. I'm not doing a third time. I'm not oh, doing a third I'll time. do Sarah Lancashire. Sarah Lancashire. Representing the Lanks. A Shires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst film. Well, it's not a change, is it? We both have Megan at the minute. And, yeah, yeah, we can just keep Best it Best film. Um, you have Leo Grand. I have Unwelcome. I'm going to put Knock at the Cabin in. Yeah, me too. Both going Knock at the Cabin. Knock, nice. knock, knock. I like it when we're in agreement. Okay, so the yearly awards, I see the change in a lot. You didn't like this segment. I like it. I'm enjoying it, Mike. Is that a you were wrong then? That's not what I said. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> anyway, this has been Load of Old Waffle. Um, these come out every Tuesday on all good streaming platforms and even some bad ones, I assume. And uh, We've our drinking commentaries. We've changed our days we from have. Monday to Tuesday because we kept doing it late, so we thought we might as well just make May it as well Tuesday. Just make it Tuesday and then we'll always be on time. Um, our drinking commentaries go so live. Will be no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go live every Thursday. Last week's was Shrek 2. This week's is going to be Iron Man 1. We're finally starting the MCU. Very exciting. And we will be doing a drink de- debate again soon, which will probably be who is the best friend? Because we've relaunched a lot of friends recently to kill yeah. some time. And uh, it's made me think about it. I don't think it's who I thought it was. But as always, thank you for listening. Uh, please. Leave a review if you liked it. If you didn't, leave a good one anyway, because it's just nice to be nice, isn't it? it we'll is see nice you in a bit. Nice. <laughs> Bye.